0: Coming to you from beautiful Santa Barbara, California, promoting peace, healthy living and happiness. It's the Peace Podcast with host Barbara Don mueller Welcome. I'm Barbara Mueller. I'm the host for peacepodcast.org. You probably have been hearing about this because we are all peacemakers. And how do you become a peacemaker? You listen to some of these podcasts that allow you to bring peace into your own home, to peace in your family. And the reason we're doing this is because we want peace that leads us to happiness, health, and of course, better living. Again, I'm Barbara Mueller. I hope you are going to enjoy our interview today with Al Jubitz. Al Jubitz is one of my very special people because in 2012, he started the Rotary Action Group for Peace. The Rotary Action Group for Peace. That means that we have in the United States 35,000 clubs that could be devoted to peace. So I don't know the wisdom and I'm going to ask Al Jubitz that what wisdom brought you to bring the Rotary Action Group for Peace which I was elected to I'm so honored to be on the board and there's so much more I'm going to tell you but let's go right to Al. Al Jubitz first I just want to say welcome and thank you for starting the Rotary Action Group for Peace. Uh,
1: thank you, Barbara. It's a joy to be here with you again, and uh, to talk about peace, uh, my personal journey, and hopefully the journey of many others that you will be interviewing. Uh, the, uh, you mentioned in your intro that podcasts are part of people's way to get educated and to learn. And I would add to, to build their own personal confidence that if they have a, 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 a inkling of being a peacebuilder, that, uh, you know, they need to build that confidence, go out and do it. That's what happened to me. Uh, for many, many years, decades, I was interested in peace. I was uh, scared about the arms race. Uh, I was a Rotarian starting in 1977, and I, that was also by coincidence. The year that I uh, joined the Beyond, what became the Beyond War movement, which educated people in their living rooms about the uh, out-of-control arms race. Very out of control arms race, and so uh, when I retired in 2001 or three rather, uh, I uh, I wondered what am I going to do with all this knowledge? You know, I'd had a good uh, basic training in the arms arms race. I had a a lot of uh, value orientation through membership in Rotary, and it took a while, but. Uh, My foundation started in 2001, and by 2011, we realized we did not have a lot of peace uh, Mm -hmm. requests for funding, a peace project request for funding from my home state of Oregon. So we gathered everyone we knew, educators, uh, faith leaders, uh, peace activists, and took them to the mountain, not the top, but the bottom (laughs) of the mountain, (laughs) (laughs) for a weekend, and uh, and uh, we discussed what could be done. Out of that uh, became a project of my foundation called the War Prevention Initiative and the hiring of Dr. Patrick Hiller, who was a peace uh, professional. And, uh, and then uh, within, within just months of deciding to do that, I got a phone call from a stranger, a Rotarian from Westport, Connecticut, Dennis Wong. And he had read in the Rotarian magazine about my interest in peace and said, why don't we start a RAG? And I said, what's a RAG? And he said, well, that's a Rotarian action group. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I've heard about those. And, uh, and, and here I was a moment in time that I was frustrated that there was not more peace work. I didn't, uh, we started the war prevention initiative. That was good. And that was peace science, what I call, you know, peace science, uh, because I needed personally to have confidence. I needed good science guiding me. And uh, when Dennis said, why don't we do that? I said, well, okay, I know a Rotary Peace Fellow, class one by the name of Erin Thomas. I'll call her up. She happens to live in my hometown of Portland. I'll call her up and see if she'd like to, uh, work uh, on contract to put together an application with Rotary International. Long story short, she did it. And then she ran the uh, Peace rag for uh, three and a half years. And uh, then we hired Reem Gunning. So it it wasn't my idea, but I jumped on it. because. But it
0: was your idea. You wanted it to was, do something. It was
1: Dennis Wong's idea. Do you know
0: what it is? But I believe, and this is my theory, the coincidences happen when you are ready for them. You were thinking, what could we do now to further the education of the world for peace, to further the thought that peace is possible? And Dennis Wong, in the ethers in Connecticut, gets this energy. He doesn't know about you or anything, but he sees your name in the rag, and he puts the energy into action. This is why I do the Peace Podcast.
1: That is so well stated, Barbara. That's
0: Put your energy into action. Dennis does it all the time. Last night on our Rotary E Club of World Peace, and you're looking at one of our honorary members, Al Jubitz. He is an honorary member because he believes peace is possible. He's on a regular Rotary club in Oregon, but when you believe something's possible, you look for the coincidences, and then you move on it.
1: You jump on it, and that's exactly what happened. And I. Uh I always want to tip my hat to Dennis for taking that action. What was really cool was that the Action Group for Peace, like other action groups on other topics, uh, provide a, a home for people interested in this subject. And let me tell you, there are a lot of people interested in this subject, their whole lives interested. They're so many Peace Corps volunteers that are idealistic go out at a young age and serve, serve their country in the Peace Corps, come back, either join Rotary and then the action group, or they find out about the action group and then they join Rotary. And we've seen a lot of that. But people are tired of the, the violence. They're tired of, of uh, state-sponsored conflict. They're tired of uh, the waste of money going into armaments we cannot use. And uh, and they're very, very happy to have the Action Group for Peace uh, as a, a place to come, to learn, to engage, and to empower. That's what we do. We educate, we engage, and we empower.
0: And you so certainly it's do. A
1: great, it's been a great thing. It's, it's grown uh, larger than my uh, ever thought it would. And now we're doing chapters around the world. We're where Peace Builder Clubs. That's a concept that came out of the Action Group. So uh, it's uh, just growing and growing, and uh, it's a membership-based organization. So we rely on member dues, but uh, it's also uh, gives uh, Rotarians, particularly. And if you're not a Rotarian, you can you can join the action group, and you can decide whether you want to be a Rotarian or just work with the action group. But but what you'll find is people uh, very committed to. Uh, rejecting, uh, violent approaches to resolving conflict in favor of, uh, nonviolent approaches. And, but I was nervous at the beginning, you know, Dennis caught me on a good day, no question. And, and it just followed our, our retreat at the mountain. And we knew we had to do something to, uh, elevate our peace initiative. So it came at a very, very good time.
0: You have like a three second window when somebody gives you an idea. And in that three seconds, you see the future. You actually saw the future. You saw the, fu- I'm guessing, did you see the future in those no, seconds? No, Dennis
1: saw the future.
0: <laughs> All right, Dennis, God bless Dennis Wong. I love Dennis Wong.
1: Yeah, yeah, Dennis looks around corners and over ridges. <laughs> I, I just plod along.
0: <laughs> well, you know, visions and dreams have energy. And I always tell on our peacepodcast dot org. Pay attention to the coincidences in your life. Pay attention to the energy that you feel. Why am I so energized? The, the, I have a core of peace. I'm talking to somebody I admire because he also has a core of peace. Peace isn't going to be something that's just going to happen. You must work for it, right, Al?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and the joy of it is that you don't. Uh, you know, you're not. Alone, for one thing, you know you can't do it all, but you also know there's an army of peace builders out there, and they are tired of twentieth uh, century thinking. And so uh, I if anyone listening to this podcast is on the fence about whether they want to stake their reputation, their energy, the rest of their lives to building what we call a global peace system, I encourage you to Google the uh, Global Security system. An Alternative to War. It's a 90 or 100 page document that's updated annually. This is the fifth edition I'm looking at. And uh, there is a path forward called what I call uh, a global peace system. And it embodies three major things. Creating a culture of peace, which you can do in your neighborhood. uh, Plant a peace ball with others and, and celebrate it. Uh, it's managing conflict without violence. If if there's uh, if there's smoke in, in your neck of the woods, uh, call a timeout and get people together. Rotarians are extremely good at that. Peacebuilders, Rotarian or not, are very good at that. Say, let's talk this through before someone gets hurt. That's part of the the issue. And on an international basis, it there's, there's many many stories of Rotarians talking to heads of state to say let's have a conference about this and see if we can avoid conflict, uh, violent conflict. And the third thing is demilitarizing security. Now our Rotary Club has been very active here in Portland. We've had a lot of protests over the summer and uh, we are engaged with the police, the political leaders. Uh, We are engaged uh, with alternatives to uh, militarized police and over aggressive reactions to peaceful protests, et cetera, et cetera. And that's the role we play, so we can practice peace right in our own towns. And so uh, I'm busy. <laughs> yeah, keeps me It gets me up in the morning, keeps me very happy.
0: <laughs> well, you know that word practice peace. It's like if you don't have it in your consciousness that peace is possible, and that everywhere you go, no matter if it's a gas station or your breakfast table with your wife or your spouse or your friend, talk about peace. What have you been thinking about, Peace? A gratitude journal. Be in gratitude that you're living in the United States if you are, or if you're in a war-torn country, please let us hear from you. We offer so many services through the Rotary Action Group for Peace. And I'm gonna change hats a little bit here. I'm gonna put on something. I'm putting oh. on a lay. Oh my gosh. We yeah. this Saturday. We are going to have the very first Legacy of Peace Award. And guess who's receiving it? Al Jubitz. I'm putting on these lays because we're celebrating the work that Al has done in a lifetime for peace, starting the Rotary Action Group for Peace. And I want you to know that if you go to Rotary Action Group, R A G R F, for peace,
1: R A G F P, the Peace Reaction Group for Peace. Google that and you can get right in.
0: And you'll get right there. Join us on December 5th to honor Al. I'm going to have Al back on again after he gets the Legacy of Peace Award because he is a champion for peace. And I want you all to be champions for peace. What's the first step to become a champion for peace, Al? Uh, uh,
1: I think knowing knowing yourself and what um, what you love, which is safety. And uh, peacefulness in your environment, wherever you are, and uh, and 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 I think there's an element of a rejection of violence. Uh, so you've got to dis you know. Everyone has to go through this. Every boy, particularly, I remember I got beat up on the on the uh, you know right in front of Fantasyland when Disneyland just opened. <laughs> I, I gave a nonverbal gesture to someone I didn't know and I paid the price. I, I was a, a small kid and I, I couldn't fight and I decided right then and there, the fighting is not for me. Oh, so it's beautiful. Uh, other people have experiences that they just reject violent approaches to life and they, they live it. And so you got to get to that point and the piece starts with me. And then if you want to speak and be an influence to others, you have to build that confidence I talked about, which is done through education. The education is extremely strong. The last hundred years particularly has seen remarkable changes on earth to reduce uh, state to state conflict, even civil wars. And yet countries are still investing in uh, in the tools of war uh, because uh, uh, most of their population doesn't know that there are really positive uh, approaches to resolving conflicts. and so well, that's
0: why I'll, I do these peace podcasts. When yeah. a person gets on peacepodcast.org, they can view all of the peace people I have interviewed, yeah. authors, scientists, um, people who believe that peace is possible. And every time I talk to somebody like you, it renews my faith in the word peace because I have a goal that every child will be safe on planet earth. When I was three years old, I'd started to work for that. I, I stood on the, picnic table and preach to the neighbors that peace is gonna be here. Well, my grandfather actually told me I was gonna be a peacemaker, so I started very young. Now, you need to be surrounded by people who believe like that. That's why I started Peace Podcast Community. And now we have a magazine that has just come out so when you join our community at peacepodcast.org you'll get the premier issue featuring some of the most wonderful people like douglas roach that just came out with a brand new book like emmanuel eta working on one film at a time to bring peace and last but not last silla silla elworthy the mm. power of peace a business plan for peace these are people who have the way don't get lost Get in the middle of peacemakers, going to peacepodcast.org. Go to the Rotor Reaction Group for Peace and join us. Become part of the group that believes peace is possible. you get reinforced all the time because, as Al said, that's the way it starts, Al, right?
1: Right. That's absolutely right.
0: Now, Al has a dream, and I'm going to share that dream, and that is to end all wars by 2030. Al, is that possible?
1: Uh, yes, it's possible if if we educate ourselves and understand there's an alternative to war. Uh, nobody wants the bloodshed, the grief, the lasting generational, gener- overgenerational uh, hatred that comes out of uh, violence uh, at any level. Uh, but they're unwilling to give up that option until they realize there's a, there's a lifeboat. And the lifeboat, in literally and figuratively, is the alternative systems that have been built including uh, all the social change that we've witnessed in our lifetimes from uh, uh, human rights, women's rights, uh, civil rights, uh, the internet shrinking the world. Uh, oh, there are so many positive trends that collectively, it, it gives me confidence to say, you don't need to prepare for violence. There's, there are too many good people out there that help you get through whatever the issue is. And so it, you have to get to that point of a personal rejection of violence. Uh, to be authentic and uh, also educated enough to to, uh, try to convince others that uh, this is this is a path worth following.
0: Boy, are you right. When you said, instead of preparing for war, let's prepare for peace. Now it starts with your thinking. Um, When Robert, my late husband, was the Assistant Secretary General, and I also wanted to add to your list of good things, the United Nations is now 75 years old. And that 75-year anniversary is also up on peacepodcast.org if you'd like to view it and get to meet Ambassador Chaudray, who got the Robert Mueller Peace Prize. You know, Al, I could talk to you for the rest of the day because you bring up memories. You bring up memories of all the world, how I want it to be. I want it to be safe for all children. I want it to be a place where we prepare for peace with our thoughts. And when I was saying about Robert, somebody would say, oh, Dr. Mueller, you're so important. I'm so little. And what am I going to do? And he said, what are you thinking right now? He says, I'm thinking the world is a mess. Robert says, I'm not, I'm thinking about the world of peace. I see trees and harmony and animals and people living in harmony and peace. That's why I bought 340 acres in Costa Rica so we could live in peace. Well, if your thinking is straight, people like Dennis Wong will appear on your phone and a miracle will happen and the rag starts. We have finished the most wonderful, enlightening interview conference and conversation, conversation. If nothing else, have a conversation about peace. Al, what would you like to finish our conversation with today?
1: Well, uh, Mother Teresa said uh, something I like to say, and uh, that's peace begins with a smile. So it's hard to see smiles these days with the masks, but uh, you can can smile through your eyes as well and and do a little nod. Sometimes
0: I just tell somebody, I say, you know, I have your smile. It's under the mask and I let them know it's there. All right. Without further ado, I am going to thank you for joining us today. It's just been a fabulous interview. I don't call it interview, I call it conversation with Al Jubitz. And I'm wearing the lays because December 5th, he is going to receive the first what could we call that Legacy of Peace Award put on Legacy. by the rag? Yeah. Legacy of Peace. Al Jubitz, you're just a blessing.
1: Thank you, Barbara. So joy.